Hey friends, we ran into some technical issues with our audio while recording, but we are still so excited to bring you this fantastic episode with our friends Karen and Anne from Sugar Coated Murder. So thank you so much for bearing with us. This podcast contains strong language. Listeners, be advised. Well, you like friends and you like food, so how about friends with food with Zoe and Heather? Welcome. This is Friends with Food, the podcast about the show Friends and recipes inspired by it. We're your hosts. I'm Zoe. And I'm Heather. And today our guests are Karen Devaney and Anne Varner, a couple of broads who happen to be sisters. They enjoy spending time with their families and pets and live the beach life. Welcome, Karen and Anne. Hey, we are so excited to have so Karen excited and Anne to hear on. have you guys. We're excited um, to be here. You also host one of our favorite podcasts, which is Sugar Coated Murder. And I was really excited when I when I learned about your podcast and when I first listened to it, because I was really excited to find another food and podcast, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you do food or you do baking and true crime. I would love to hear a little bit about like how your podcast got started and where the idea came from. So it's crazy. Anne and I took a class a long time ago on how to be psychic mediums. I love this Casual. Yeah. <laughs> and through that class, we met a lot of incredible friends, and some of these friends have gone on to actually make careers of being psychic mediums. It's amazing that that's their career, and they're good at it. So one of these very particular people who we've stayed close with, and she's like our fairy godmother, kind of. She's our spirit god. She she did a group reading for a a bunch of our friends, and we were there, obviously, because it was our friends. And... (laughs) She Your friends just told you about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So afterwards, we were sitting around talking, and Anne had taken her some, what were those things called? Oh, they were spook cakes. What were they called? Spook cakes? They were some kind of old-fashioned dessert that you, you that people used to give out on, on Halloween to keep the spirits away. They were like spirit cakes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's what they were. Spirit cakes. So we started talking about our hometown where we grew up and all the murders that took place in this little teeny hometown. And the fact that we knew so many of the murderers, not the murderers, but the murderers. And so we started talking and we told the story in our, the way that we tell stories, which we're the most irreverent people you'll ever meet. And (laughs) I love it. And so at the end of it, this psychic medium looked at us and said, I'm going to tell you something that you're going to think is crazy, but you need to start a podcast and you need to include your love of true crime and storytelling and your baking at the same time. And you need to do it now. That's incredible. It was crazy. So we went home and I literally Googled how to podcast. I had never (laughs) even heard a podcast. Wow. So we bought a 1999 microphone off of Amazon and we had this old laptop that is like a dinosaur and we just plugged it in and started playing around and telling our stories. And I don't know, after a while, people, people started listening and it started gaining momentum and we were having fun and we've had some guests on and I mean, it's just kind of taken on a life of its own and two and a half years later, we're still doing it. 
That's yeah, so cool. I love that. Yeah. I was going to ask how long it's been going for. Yeah. Two and a half years. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah, so we've been, um, we've been having fun and it keeps us out of our kids' hairs because they are all grown adults and they're so sick of our antics and our stories. And, you know, my husband no longer even hears my voice at all. So, so it keeps us off the streets. There you go. Pretty much. I mean, kind of. And it keeps us baking, which the family does enjoy that part. Right. And we get to do what we love, which is research murder. And it really itches a, a curiosity about murder and true crime yeah. for us that I think that we both kind of hooked on to because we grew up in a murderous town. Yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> it's, cool. I you love know, that story. Making lemonade out of lemons. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Yes, a little bit. I love that story too, because this, the origin of this podcast, actually the idea for this podcast came to me in a dream about five or six years ago. So it's just funny to have another, like, you know, and a lot of like other things happened between then and when we actually started it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, anyways, I just love that story. That's great. Thank you. It's been a, a very interesting journey for us. And we are, yeah. we're planning on being in the old folks home and still doing the podcast. Somehow, great. So. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love, I get such a kick out of listening to your podcast. You have such a great dynamic together. And I also grew up in the South as a young kid from age like two to seven. I lived in North Carolina. So like, nice. honestly, anyone that talks in a Southern accent, like I'm in, honestly, I just love it. I find it like very, like, I don't know, it just reminds me of home and I just love it. So you Where? like, you definitely hook me in with that. Good. Where in North Carolina? Uh, in Boone. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like almost to Tennessee, but you know, I lived there as a young kid, but definitely a lot of great memories. And I have a lot of family that's still in that area and in Asheville and stuff like that. So, so where are you two? You said you're in South Carolina. Is that right? Yeah. We're in Charleston. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's a great place to be. Great place. If you're a food fan. Yes. Oh my gosh. And, and we are. And we happen to be. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really, really excited to have you on. So tell us this before we dive too much further in. What is your relationship with the show Friends? Um, I watch it every day. I still watch it every day. Wow. I watched it, wow. I watched it in the 90s when it was on. I watched it in the 90s when it was on. I didn't miss an episode. It was wow. um and then as soon as it came out in syndication, I, I started watching all the reruns. And you know, like, yeah. it's like um, an extension of your family. Absolutely. It was so yeah. sad when that show ended. It was huge when that show ended. And when you really felt a loss. Yeah. Totally. And I, I'm sure I went into mourning <laughs> and started to drink. I have no doubt. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we we definitely, that was just part of, for a while, it was part of must-see TV. Must-see TV on Thursday, <laughs> yeah. on Thursday night. That's right. <laughs> So I don't think I ever missed an episode. No, not one. Mm-mm. Oh, so, love, love it. And still Amazing. today, love friends. I love that. That's great. Wonderful. I, I love that that's something that obviously you watched when it was on TV and then because of how easily accessible it is and it's such a, you know, such a fan favorite that you're like, yes, I keep it on. It's, I still watch it watch it regularly you know yeah, that's well, that is a true fan we both work from home still mm-hmm. and um friends happens to come on in the afternoon on tbs on yeah <laughs> TBS. Nice. and um it's on during the hours 
that we're working from home. And for me, I just have it on in the background. Me too. You know, I don't sit and I don't have to watch it so hard now because yeah. I've seen all the episodes so many times. But same feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I still laugh at it. It never gets old. I know. That's the crazy part is even though I've seen these episodes hundreds of times, I still laugh. Yes. And I, like I, I barely it. laugh as if I'm seeing it for the first time. Right. <laughs> Yeah, do you that's have so a great. favorite? Do you have a favorite episode or favorite storyline? Oh, my favorite is um, the Vegas episodes when mm. Ross and Rachel got married. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I think the whole story of Ross and Rachel throughout mm. the whole entire series was was something that you definitely followed on the edge of your seat all the time. You were always wondering yeah. when were they going to get back together or split back up. It was just, it was constant. And then Ross kept bringing people into his life and then (laughs) they would leave. And then she would, it was just amazing how they kept us teetering and tottering on that. Or I love when, um, when he didn't read the 18 page front and back as he fell asleep and she said, you fell asleep. <laughs> we, say that, we say that sometimes each other when, when you when I say, What did you do last night? And she'll say, Well, I fell asleep. And I'll say, You fell asleep. <laughs> we still quote on men. I don't know. I just feel like that if they knew us, we would have been part of that. We group. could have totally been part of that. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So I love it. Yeah. So and, and then anything that Phoebe did. I love Phoebe. Her character. Oh my god, is, I love Phoebe. I just see Phoebe. The, I feel like Phoebe is in me a lot of times. Yes, 100%. Phoebe is the best. Yes. Amazing. That's great. Um, well, today we have um, we have gathered here today to discuss um, episode <laughs> 17. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to discuss, um, let's see, episode, uh, season five, episode 17, which is the one with the inadvertent kiss. Yeah. Um, and this episode aired on March 18th, 1999, which I have to give a shout out because March 18th is actually my partner's birthday. So on this day, when this episode came out, out. he since it was in 1999 I think it was his 17th birthday of course I did not know him at that time <laughs> but it is funny and it's also funny because this podcast episode will drop on March 17th of this year which is the day before his birthday so it's, it's funny because we're really kind of right in sync with like the time of year that the um season dropped which is kind of funny but anyways had to give a, a happy birthday shout out to him so well, I have um, to tell you that ironically but maybe not really ironically um my birthday is March 19th wow oh wow I love that amazing so I was trying to find you know some news stories about what was happening March 18th and I didn't find a lot and I told Anne the whole world was obviously preparing for my birthday the next That's right. day there you go exactly I love and that. I was it was 1999. So I was pregnant with my son who was born in August. Yes. And I was far from 17 years old, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll just like, we won't do any kind of math on that. (laughs) Amazing. So yes. And it's, it's interesting because there were actually a few weeks off between the last episode we covered, I think was released in late February. So there was Mm -hmm. a few 
weeks in between, which is kind of interesting. Who knows why they do what they do when they do what they do. No, I don't know. All I know is the impeachment trials for Clinton were going on at that time. I don't know if they decided to take a break because that was better drama than what they could put on. I don't know. I know. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. But, um, so I, I don't know why they took a break. kind of wound down by this time. Um, let's see. I did. Yeah, the impeachment was the they that that's over that's old news at this point that's true yeah, yeah. that's true Clinton's like that... trying to you know get back to business by getting involved with whatever war that's happening in yugoslavia oh, right. you know so just casual yes. I know that soon, sometime after that, sometime in March, um, Monica Lewinsky did her 2020 interview with Barbara Walters and it was like four and a half million people tuned in to see it. And that was in the March timeframe, but I'm not sure what the exact date. So I think that was actually this week, this week in March that it came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Interesting. And then I think they, um, they found some of the... The ladies that were killed in Yosemite. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. They had, in 1999. Yeah, they had found three. They had found three bodies of some ladies that were in Yosemite um, oh Park, gosh. and they had found them in the trunk of their car. And I think that was on March 18th. Oh and wow. Yeah, I think I saw something about I didn't dig into it, but I saw a headline that was like Yosemite bodies found. And oh gosh, that's awful. Oof. Yeah, and then it went. They thought they had a suspect, and then they another person in Yosemite was decapitated in her cabin. Oh my and, god! Yeah, cool. and so they actually for that murder. They, Sorry for the true crime break. <laughs> no, no, we love true crime, by the way. So that's the and other so reason they love actually your podcast, tied so. that murder back to another guy, and he ended up confessing to all of the murders. Oh wow. dang! His last name was Stainer. Stainer, yeah, Stainer, Stainer, something. But anyway, that was, was, I know, thank goodness. Yeah. So um, instant serial killer right there because he had killed more than three people all in the same same way. So it was really interesting. There you go. There's your true crime part of your (laughs) trends. Perfect. I love it. True crime and it wasn't even on the menu. (laughs) We're tying it all together. It's, It's meant to be. I love it. Um, I did find a news article. So we've kind of talked a lot about how, especially compared to now, the news felt like kind of boring then. And like, there's been some front page stories of the New York Times that I was like, this was on the front page, really? Like slow news day, you know what I mean? But um, there was one headline that I found on the front page of the New York Times. And the headline is, for patrons of prostitutes, remedial instruction. And so it's basically a story about, I believe in San Francisco, actually, Mm -hmm. they had started a program where for first time offenders that get caught, you know, trying to um, solicit prostitutes, I guess, or patronize (laughs) prostitutes or whatever, they were um, giving them the option of doing like a one day, like, John school or whatever so um basically they get to like go to a building and like get yelled at and get lectured and like see pictures of like venereal disease and like learn all these statistics about like how bad it is to like you know prostitution or whatever sex work and um and then they'll have it like wiped from their record so they like get that as an option if they're first-time offenders it's like going to it's like going to traffic school 
Except, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that article too. It was, I was like, I wonder how long this lasted because this sounds like a terrible idea. It sounds well, really it's an absolutely terrible idea. I mean, it's like, pro- don't prostitute 101. Like, don't be a John. <laughs> well, right. They're like, we're trying to talk some sense into them. And I'm like, I think they know it's a dumb yeah. idea. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they can be like, you know what? That's not a great idea. Oh my God, you're right. I, why yeah, didn't I think of that? Thank you so much for calling that to my attention. I had no right. idea. I'll never do that again. They're yeah, no one. Like- no They're one does any class going, where do you, where do you pick up your hookers? Yeah, oh, this really? Is this is yeah. where the cheaper ones are, but this one gave me a disease. And I mean, they're like networking oh in God. there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't put them all together. They said it was a class of like 500 people or something. That's not a good idea. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Terrible. So I thought that was kind of funny. I will say in the article, they did also mention that like, it was kind of part of a more progressive program of basically, instead of just like arresting sex workers, they're trying like other methods of cleaning this up, including Fair. like getting the sex workers into vocational schools and like giving them shelter, you know, so like kind of doing some yeah. outreach in that way, which I'm totally for that. And that's great. Cause like, me too. I think that's a better yeah. use of funds, but um, totally. I, unless you're telling the Johns, like, this is how, this is the etiquette, like this is how you <laughs> well, make right. them feel better about themselves, <laughs> or this is how you approach them and you're not rude. And this is names you don't call them. And well, these are right. services like, that you don't ask for. <laughs> how to safely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be a better idea. Like, I'd be a better not time. get stabbed. Or yeah. So, anyways, I did think it was kind of funny that that was like on the front page of the New York Times. I was like, all right, <laughs> caught my attention, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was a slow news day. <laughs> right. I'm just like, all right, sure. I saw that one too. I I struggled to find some articles that I found compelling for, and I looked <laughs> I looked uh, at kind of the whole week, and everything was just. Uh, and whatever I, 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 but I, that one I pulled, I also pulled one about a government study of marijuana and seeing mm. medical benefits. Oh yeah. And, I saw that one too. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole article is basically talking about how it can, how, you know, this is 1999 before way long before it was legal and how there was lots of tests and studies being done and find the medical benefits behind marijuana. And you know, um, helping folks who, uh, whether it's cancer or dealing with AIDS or whatever can help, you know, with appetite stimulating and mm. easing pain and, and all of that. Um, but it's, it's interesting because the article also yeah. really continues to be like, but remember marijuana, <laughs> it, you know, you shouldn't smoke it. It still has long-term effects. It's really bad for you. And right. we're, you know, being really cautious about how we're talking about this around kids and all that. It's, and it's a like, gateway drug. Right. Just so, say no. It's yeah. Right. It's, it's definitely, it, it, it was an interesting read to be like, look at all these Look, there's a possibility that this, these could be this could be a really great tool for folks, but also be careful. Watch out! Don't don't it's get too much into bad, it. Though. It's still very bad for you. It's still drugs. Yeah, it's drugs are bad, but this might be good. But don't yeah. tell anybody. We won't <laughs> talk about this again. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> we won't be following up on this information. So yes. goodbye. Yeah, check us in 2020. We'll still be talking about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've noticed that with a bunch of like news articles from this time, which is that they're kind of mentioned things that are now like very accepted or, you know, just other stuff like that. So it's kind of funny to read the first wave of like the first time it like came to public, you know public knowledge or whatever yeah yeah so let's talk about the song that was at number one this week which yes. according to my research was believe by Did share you believe in love? oh Oh, that was horrible. Oh, I love it. Share. You should watch her continue to sing it. Sure. I didn't think she did that. Oh, Karen and Ann are hair flipping. It's great. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yes. And that was that was a beautiful rendition. Thank don't, you. Don't let anything that your sister tells you. Um, and I, I really have to. Ignore Mr. Sure on here, Heather, but I'm not, I'm not feeling a lot right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen, Karen, would you like? Would we? Like, maybe you could, we could hear your rendition of Cher's. Uh, Britney Spears had <laughs> "Baby One More Time" at, at number eight. Go ahead, sure. <laughs> Baby One More Time. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Really I guess it's exactly what she just. And then you had to do it in a baby voice. I don't have a baby boy. I'm not sure. Oh my gosh. I love it. We're reaching some, we're exploring some great stuff here. Incredible. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> we did I, all of our research. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that uh, this song came out. I mean, obviously, it's, I mean, it has tested time yeah. it is love this still song. relevant Always. and um and uh, hello we've... do you want to talk about the number 10 song scrubs that is also oh yeah oh yeah well and it's interesting because we've talked about um the last i mean a, a majority of the songs that we have encountered in our podcast episodes have been sort of hip-hop style songs right and so r&b yeah Yeah. and so to have i mean we did have baby one more time we had we had a bare naked ladies song yeah there you go but it's been a lot of r&b yeah and so um i'm not surprised that scrubs is still up there i i don't think we've I don't think Scrubs has was number one at any point during our Not podcasting. Yeah. But I think it came I think it came out before we started mm-hmm. looking yeah, at the top, you know, and so it's still holding strong. But oh man, Cher, we love her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have told me that this song you could have told me that this song came out in like 1979 and I would have believed that I didn't know that it came out in the in the late 90s it just feels so like timeless shared to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very true I agree yeah. it's a great song so I was super yeah. excited to see that we've had a we've had um Angel of Mine by Monica the last few episodes has been the number one song oh. which is also a great song but that's been at number one for a while. So it was fun to see Cher and this. Knock them right off. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Take that the cool. crown that she has always worn. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think 2022 is, we need another number one Cher hit. I'm ready. I'm here I'm for ready it. Too. That would make my day, my year. She can belt sure. it out. 
Yeah. She's the best. Do you guys have her number? Can you like ask her about it or <laughs> tweet? Maybe we'll tweet at her. <laughs> Send her a, a messenger pigeon. She's blocked us from everything, unfortunately. <laughs> sometimes we tend to stalk people. So it's fine. Okay. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just use one of my other names. And then yeah, there you go. Come on. I am. You can use an <laughs> alias. I'm sure that'll be fine. She needs to know that the people are ready. Yes, we are ready. Share. Let's go. Get it She's together. On the West Coast, so. Yeah, y'all, y'all are closer than we are. Getting to her than us. That's true. Heather, <laughs> you're in California. We got you. Oh, really? He's Interesting. Our guy. Oh, yeah, we stalk him all the time. Oh, totally. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Good to know. Good to know. Um, well, we actually came up with a plan that we were going to pick up a dog, like any dog from the shelter, even, sure. and go knock on his door and say, Oh, look, we found your dog. There you go. Like, no, it's not your dog, but come on in and have some tea. There yeah, you go. Like, oh That's my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, that, isn't that such a great plan? It's a great, it's a great plan. plan. I love that. That's yeah. an idea. Literally everyone in the Charleston area has seen or met him in public somewhere <gasps> except for the two of us. I didn't and know he lived in Charleston. His children still oh, never met wow. him. Uh, still haven't met him. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's very so rude of him. He's avoiding yeah. you for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. What is the matter with him? We're not his <laughs> friends. We're not his friends at all. No, no. <laughs> he needs to be our friend. He just doesn't know it exactly. Yet. Just, we're around him for 10 minutes. He'd be like, oh my gosh, you should have been my friends years ago. People yes. would say, oh, we saw him at Publix and we would go to that Publix and nothing. 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 No, he no. goes to Dunkin' Donuts sometimes and walks in and pays for everybody's donuts and coffee. <gasps> Have I oh. one time gotten a free booty donut? Never. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Goals. Right and I mean, there. I'm bitter. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm bitter. A little. You know, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. I know you couldn't. I try to hide it, but seriously, Hootie is very rude. demure, but occasionally you reveal your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> if we lived in the area where Cher lived, you would venture by a dollar. I- We'd be out there. Based on attention. based right? on this Hootie story, I I would <laughs> am not surprised. <laughs> Let's see. I just assume that Cher lives in LA, but let's find out. I'm going to ask the internet. Yeah, let's find out. Because if she lives anywhere close to us, we are baking cookies and stealing a dog. (laughs) I love it. We could give her your dog. No. (laughs) No. I like my dog. (laughs) She'd be like, please come take your dog back. And then it would be a second visit. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Unclear where Cher currently lives. It says she's now based in California, but who knows what that means? Why can't we find her address on the internet? I know, right? It's so confusing. I think when stars started getting murdered, they decided that was no longer a good idea. So interesting. Understand why she's not on the yellow pages. Um, (laughs) It says she spent her career buying and selling property all over the world. I get it, Cher. You're rich. Oh, (laughs) and that's fake news because she probably just said that so people be like, "We have no idea where she lives today, but we know she's just in the same little bungalow." Yeah, still in Malibu. Yeah, maybe we need to be friends with her 
Chad, Chad, Chaz, Chaz. And then if we are friends with is Chaz, that, is her son. Yes, Chaz, her son. Oh, her son. Yes. yes. So if we are not Elijah Blue, because I just don't even know who he belongs to, but Chaz, <laughs> we could be friends with Chaz oh, and yeah. then we could be friends with her. I feel like that's well, the way we, we do it. Have a good relationship. I feel like they've repaired it now. Or we could be the catalyst to that repair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that. totally bridge that relationship. That's and a good plan. Him. I think that's a better plan than the dog plan. I don't know. The dog plan is pretty solid. So. I mean, I think it's pretty solid too. <laughs> Please. You can do a dog, combo dog, son, repairing relationship. Yeah, maybe you do a dog head. plan with the son. There you and go. You and then you throw in the baked goods and you've got a winner. A winner. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then it's like a kind of a two to three step plan, but it'll work. <laughs> You know what? We've got time. We got exactly. nothing else to do. The long game. It's all about the long game. There you and go. This is a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. That's exactly right. Stalking stars. You have to know it's not a sprint. It's not a one-day thing. No. No. In the immortal words of Buster Rhymes, like in a track meet, it's a marathon. <laughs> and that's exactly where I draw my philosophy from. You know what? Yeah. I'm right there with you. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so um let's talk about the movie that was at number one this week which was mm-hmm. forces of nature with sandra bullock and ben oh, affleck ben, 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 ben. Ben. Benny. Benny. Such a big Sandra. Sandra. Oh, if I was gonna stalk anybody, it would, it would be Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Sandy she's got the cutest yes. children. She needs to be friends with us. She has no idea what she's missing. No, yeah. and she's no. we're from Virginia. She's, she's from, from Virginia. Virginia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She went to school in North Carolina. I went to school. We went to we school went in North Carolina. North Carolina. She's I basically mean, like the third sister. Yeah. Yes. Like a parallel universe. She, she just she has a, her older sister is a is a famous baker in Vermont and does oh, wow. network stuff. You're, well, you guys you guys just can you know fit right in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. mean, her, what's her whatever her sister's name? Jazine. I think it's Jazine. Well, she could teach us some stuff to do. Like she could run a macaron class for us. She that's on our bucket list. We want to learn how to make macarons. There yeah, you go. and you know See, she that knows might be how. She's right just not there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you get you. So you here's what you do. You invite her to be on a guest on the podcast, <laughs> and that's how you get to Sandra Bullock right there. There you go. I, that is such a great idea. Yes. And you know she's heard of us. Yes. Like everybody's uh, heard of this podcast. Come on. Please. Yeah, anybody up. that is somebody. I mean, come on. I mean, I we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna rope y'all in too. <laughs> Somehow yeah, we're gonna get y'all in sure. there. Sounds great. great. Yeah. I'm on board. Anytime. <laughs> yes, I like you. that. Any conversation around any celebrity is just <laughs> how to be friends with them via stalking and yeah. three-pronged plan, kidnapping dogs. Well, is there any other way? First of all. It's for their benefit. This is not an ours. We're selfless in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's in their best interest to be friends with us because yeah. their life will be so enriched. They will have no idea what life could be like until they're friends with us. And we That's are right. The missing piece. We're the missing and piece for a lot of lives people. are kind of like empty, right? I mean, come yes. on. They need they don't have a lot going on. Yeah. We yeah. Need to do some outreach here. We could yeah. Yeah. teach their kids not to say bad words. Or we could teach them to say bad or words. Whatever they that. prefer. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Yes. We could teach them how to spell the word suck. That's right. There you go. All the important things in life. 
teach them about all about the vapors. You know, <laughs> that's right. We're we're in it to win it, guys. We're in it to win it. it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Do y'all know any famous people that you could introduce us to? Oh gosh. I'm drawing mm. a blank, Heather. Who don't do be scared. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. They're, yeah. they're like, don't tell. They're like sending some kind of a signal to each other on the phone. <laughs> don't tell. Yes. I mean, no, I don't know any famous people. Why do you ask? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I will say my partner, Alex, was once uh, given the nickname Brazilian Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, he is neither Brazilian nor Matthew McConaughey, but um, close enough. We'd like to meet him. There you go. <laughs> he, was, he was bartending, and some gals at the bar were like, "You look like a Brazilian Matthew McConaughey," and he was like, "All right." And he was like, "All right, just put tips in my jar and I mean, call whatever you yeah. want." Basically, exactly. <laughs> I feel like the missed opportunity is he should have been like, "All right, all right, all right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, he could have really gone places. He's like, I'm better looking than him, aren't I? I was like, I mean, yes, but anyways. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Sweet, Alex. Aww. Aww, that's really sweet. It was funny. Um, but yeah. that's pretty much as close. That's that's all I got in the realm of celebrities I know. Frankly. That you're willing to disclose. We get it. It's exactly. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. We're fine. We're good. Meanwhile, <laughs> they know the entire cast of Friends. Yes, I know. Damn oh it. my God, dreams. If only. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow. That's who I would love to. Oh yeah, me definitely. too. I just yeah. love her. She's the but best. she has to be Phoebe. I don't know what Lisa's like, but I need Phoebe in my life. Yeah, I get <laughs> it. She don't have to leave Lisa at home. <laughs> I don't if she doesn't show up. If she doesn't show up in a plethora of butterfly clips, I'm out. Yes, she did. But the way that she did it, I always tried to do that to my hair. It just never worked. I know. I always wanted to be have that Phoebe style, and she had a million rings. Oh my god, so many accessories. Accessories for days. Yeah, she really she nailed it every time, and I never could pull that off. Yeah, I hear you. She's like a walking like Delia's catalog from one time. Kind of <laughs> which is the best possible compliment indeed <laughs> um so i don't think i've actually ever seen forces of nature have you guys seen it yeah. hello it's Tell sandy it. it's our friend <laughs> oh right i mean course. i do love sandy and i love <laughs> betty maybe i have seen it i just don't remember Sandy plays a like single mom she's really eccentric mm-hmm. she doesn't have custody of her kid oh and she's traveling to go I think see him yeah and the meantime Ben is getting ready for his big huge southern type wedding Mm -hmm. um and he something happens he forgets his tux or something happens and he ends up having to go back to where he was and he misses his flight and right it gets mixed up and somehow they bump into each other and fall in love interesting and the whole time there's like a they meet up with a old people bus bus tour bus at in vegas or atlantic city or something yeah and they're so they're decided they're going to board this bus so that they they can get home because like Mm -hmm. they're trying to get he's trying to get home she has no money 
and I really don't think for some reason I think something's missing like this wallet is gone or something something. right right so they get on this tour bus and act like a couple with Mm -hmm. all these elderly people and then they end up at a hotel and it's just it's amazing y'all I can't believe you haven't watched it as much as they like I don't, cause I don't think they ever really hook up because mm. she ends up going to see her son and then he ends up back at the wedding. Yes. He ends up back at the wedding and there happens to be a hurricane. A storm. Oh, which happens sure. in the South on the East coast. Oh, a lot. Right. Don't ever plan right. your wedding during hurricane season. <laughs> Come on. Such all. a bad move. <laughs> So, Which is what, December, uh, June 2nd through December 2nd? Yeah, now it is. It used oh to be my God. November, and now it's like, I mean, it's like, it takes away all the summer weddings. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. All the fall weddings, it's like they're gone. Listen, so. If you're in the South, you shouldn't be getting It is very true. Just it's, don't get married. End result. <laughs> You know what? That might be a good idea too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! That's so so anyway, it's a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's just a it's a fun, feel good movie. It's probably yeah. not. I mean, it's definitely not her best it's work, so not his. But I yeah, felt good about it. Romantic comedy. You yeah. want them to get together, and then he goes. I. And she ends up. She sees her son. She doesn't get him back. Or, I know, but still, and then she goes movie. back to the wedding to see him, and then he's like, "I'm getting married," and. You know, and she just kind of walks off into the sunset, but it made me feel good. That's good. Yeah. Mm. I watched the trailer and the one thing that I noticed from it is uh, he's talking on the phone on the airplane, like when phones were built into the back of the seats of airplanes. Oh, weird. And I just was taken back to the memory of being in planes that had phones built in. Right. And why didn't we keep them? Yeah, I guess because we have have phones attached to our ourselves now. (laughs) But you have to turn I know, but you have to turn them off. Yeah, that's true. Because you could just like run your credit card, right? And like, yeah, and then you just made that phone call. And that's how a lot of people, uh, I mean, this is such a Debbie Downer story, but that's how a lot of people reached out for 9 11. Right, right. So, and now we've taken those funds out. I'm I'm a little upset about that. Interesting. We'll start a petition. We'll start. Okay. Change.org. We'll get it. Yeah. That's weird. Did they take them off? I mean, they must have changed that sometime after 9-11. Weird. Um, Okay, so I'll say this. I was reading, I didn't watch the trailer, but I was just reading a little bit about the movie and Heather was telling me about the trailer, I guess. (laughs) And it kind of reminds me of, have you two seen uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yes. So it's kind of like that, right? Like they're on the plane, but then that doesn't work out. And then it's this whole kind of like buddy adventure movie yeah. of like trying to get home type five i mean obviously yeah and right. then you and then you add in some sexual chemistry which i don't right. think was really there between steve martin and john candy back oh. then I mean, maybe <laughs> i missed it i mean, i probably was too young i just missed that yeah they, there was they did end up in bed dynamics. together these two slept in bed so i could see a lot of similarities right, right. right. and john candy did have some boobs oh and she yeah had boobs. Great, so great yeah i can rock. see that yeah yeah it's a, it's a remake probably had more bigger boobs than Sandy B uh, without question <laughs> <laughs> anyways I love that movie Heather has has not seen it but I was trying to talk oh, about it so great anyway. movie that's a good Christmas movie oh it's okay. such a good Christmas nice. movie or yeah Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or Christmas for sure but yeah I just love that like kind of adventure but there's mm-hmm. you know there's a, so many different like riffs on that like 
buddy adventure movie, whether they make it into like a romantic thing or or not yep. or whatever, where it's like, for some reason we don't not yeah, like you said, for some reason we like don't have our wallet, you know, like all yes. those things <laughs> yeah. that would normally be like easily solved. Like we have to do it the weird, you know, we have to yeah. smuggle ourselves on a bus full of old people or whatever. So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, nobody thinks fun. about, well, I could just get some money Western Union to me, but it's it's all fine. Right. The writers probably just didn't know about that at the time. Right, right. You know, it ruins, I guess the premise of the whole adventure but anyways so yeah it was a great movie though I do enjoy um Sandra Bullock and this was like the height of her rom-com era so I'm Mm -hmm. not I wasn't surprised to see that she did one with Ben Affleck because he was in his prime at this time Mm -hmm. yeah and they had good chemistry they did nice very good love that I mean I feel like she's got good chemistry with pretty much everybody I know I agree she's great like I was watching Heat the other day and her chemistry with Melissa McCarthy was un matched <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> you got to watch it it, is, it has to be her funniest movie of course it is oh, oh, I, I, I love Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy it is so funny yeah it's a great I don't think Sandra has made a movie that I haven't seen I'm just gonna yeah, put that yeah, right out there absolutely. well even like nothing against Keanu Reeves because I love him in his way but to even you know I watched Lake House I think in the last year oh, yeah. to be able to even have chemistry with someone like him who, he's just not bringing a lot of like energy to the table is how I would like describe him yeah but they were in speed, yeah, together, they were in speed together too yeah. yeah they were oh I haven't seen that in a really long time yeah. oh gosh now we need a sandra bullock marathon i mean okay. that would take yeah, days yeah, she's very prolific let's start a podcast about all the sandra bullock movies there you and we all talk about them that's perfect great. i love that <laughs> coming soon to a a podcast streaming service near you yeah, yeah internet near you yeah. <laughs> amazing um well let's see is there anything else we should touch on before we dive in heather do you have the nielsen ratings i do wonderful so the nielsen ratings for this week were wild oh my gosh number one was the 71st academy awards Ooh. with 45.61 million oh viewers Wow. So just to paint a picture, normally it's ER with somewhere between 30 and 35 million. Yeah. They're usually okay. at number one. Yeah. So that's wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. And then number two was the Oscar preview show. Okay. 26.49. But okay. I mean, well, yeah. why wouldn't it count? It's a- I don't know. It feels like the same <laughs> thing to me, I guess. Well, but it's like, a. I mean, I, I guess it's still ABC, but it's, it was a yeah. separate show apparently. Sure, I don't know. Right. I mean, Someone I get why they count it, but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Whoopi that was hosting. So Whoopi hosted, Whoopi Goldberg oh, hosted the 71st fun. Academy Awards. Amazing. Yeah. And that her. was the one where Gwyneth Paltrow won her big award, right? For yeah. Shakespeare in Love, which a lot of people oh, didn't feel like she deserved. Yeah. So Shakespeare in Love, movie. Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture. Gwyneth won Best Leading Actress. Judy, Judy Dench won Best Supporting Actress, both for Shakespeare in Love. And then oh, wow. Spielberg won di- Best Director for Saving Private Ryan. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What was third? So then number three was Friends at oh. 24.48. That's pretty good. I know. So no ER this week. So ER was number 10 
Whoa. 16.07 million. So this is the lowest we've seen since Clooney left. Since Clooney left. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Wonder wow. if it was a repeat that that week because of the awards. Maybe. I wonder. Yeah, it could maybe. Have been. But the awards usually are on like Sundays, and as we discussed, must see TVs usually on Thursdays. Although, yeah. again, there was like three weeks in between the last episode of Friends and now, and so there was reruns on during that time. I'm sure. So you know, right. who knows? There might be reruns on just any time. Yeah. yeah. So, but you were talking about earlier Monica Lewinsky's 2020. Oh, yeah. And that mm-hmm. happened this this week as well. That was uh, number eight, Barbara Walters. Wow, seventeen point three seven million. So wow, yeah, it's it's it is interesting just how how it all how it all lined how up. It all unfolded. Yeah, yeah. I wonder totally. if that Barbara Walters special was on Thursday. I don't know when oh, was Baba Baba Wawa on. Baba, Baba Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Did man. you guys ever watch? Have you ever heard of the cartoon Animal Olympics? No. So it's it was a movie and it's really outdated and fantastic, but it's animals doing the Olympics. And so all of the announcers, it's a cartoon, obviously, and all the announcers are animals also. And there was a I think she was a flamingo and <laughs> she was Baba Wobbles. Baba Wobbles. <laughs> so she'd be like, I'm Baba Wobbles. <laughs> amazing and then there is like a walrus who i think was one of the um i forget his name but was like one of the main like guys that that did yeah. all all of the announcing olympics <sighs> announcing amazing yeah. i love it it's That's it's great it's incredibly outdated it's really irreverent towards cultures like it's you, right they really they match up the animals and the countries in a really racist way yeah they talk, sure. about, they oh talk about the ussr it's um you know but it looks like it was made in 1980 so just uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it it's something like one of our favorite saturday night live actresses gilda radna oh yeah oh my gosh yeah she's yeah yeah she's really crystal yeah it's a great oh it's i grew up i grew up watching that movie so i love it and then in college i created a drinking game out of it but it's it's great that's so funny heather anyway i'm baba wobbles (laughs) i love this so i will say in my mind listening to the Nielsen ratings, what you're telling me is that Friends won because the Academy Awards won, but then after that was Friends and they're usually second to ER. So it's a pretty big week for Friends. I agree. I mean, Friends, what I will say is when you're looking at million, I mean, if you're doing Friends versus ER, they won. If you're looking at millions of views, Mm -hmm. Friends came in at 24.48 million, which is pretty middle of the ground for them. So they didn't win some, they didn't lose some, more people just tuned in to the academy awards so it's more that er lost than that friends won you're really harping on this and you're excited that er lost so yes i mean you're right. they have significantly fewer than their usual that's true all i agree and that i think all because of Clooney. yeah all because of Clooney. yeah i mean so. yeah mm-hmm. we anyway, expected it right totally yeah okay well i'll see if i can let that go but um <laughs> meanwhile so Let's dive into the episode. Um, episode 17, the one with the inadvertent kiss. Heather, do you have the synopsis handy to read to us? I do. It is 
Rachel has an awkward encounter when she interviews for a new job. Monica becomes jealous of Phoebe and Gary. Joey searches for a hot girl in Ross's building. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. You know, I was kind of trying to sort out the A, B, and C of this episode, Mm -hmm. which was the main storyline and then the secondary and the third storyline. And at first I was thinking that the Monica and Chandler storyline was kind of the A story for me. But the more I kind of thought about it, it really is one of those episodes where it feels pretty evenly divided. Almost Mm -hmm. all of the storylines kind of feel like they're pretty straightforward, like three beats or one might have an extra beat here or there, but it's pretty, it's pretty evenly divided. I thought, what did y'all think? You mean between the Monica Chandler and the Rachel storyline, you mean? The Monica Chandler storyline, the Rachel storyline, and then um, I guess the Joey Ross Mm. storyline. I felt like Monica, Monica Chandler and Rachel in those storylines felt pretty even. Yeah. I put Monica and Chandler as the A, but Rachel as the B and Joey's storyline felt very just like a runner just jokes. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah. like I, I wouldn't consider it a or B by any means. It felt very just jokes. Um, and, and I thought it was very well done in that aspect. Right. I thought so too. Um, and then Ross was an interesting part of this episode too. <laughs> yeah, because um, he had just got his new apartment. Oh my yeah. gosh. That whole, that when he was doing the surfer and the shark and the, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. He was dying. He was so funny. So that was, those are almost like co C plots or, or not even C plots, but just like co like running jokes of the episode yeah. or whatever. And they did like intertwine of course too. So I'll just do like a slightly, or we can together do a slightly more in depth um, synopsis. So basically what happens is with Monica and Chandler. Okay. So, so Phoebe's dating this new cop and she's in this relationship and she, they're totally she's dating like, a new boyfriend who is a cop. Sorry. She has a new boyfriend. Who's <laughs> a cop. This new cop. He's not new of being a cop. Well, we don't know that. That's not important. Brand new cop. Brand new cop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, she's dating a cop. They're hot and heavy. And then she makes the mistake of like, saying to Monica, like, oh, how long did that phase last with you and Chandler? And Monica's like, (laughs) what do you mean? We're still in that phase. We're so hot. We're hot, hot, hot. We're like a flame. Our flame isn't. And Phoebe's like, uh, okay. I misspoke. (laughs) That was like so funny. But anyways, Monica basically like goes insane and just becomes, because she's so competitive. So she gets really competitive with like Phoebe and Chandler, which is like kind of a really weird storyline because basically she's like upset that they're not having more sex than like her friend (laughs) is having with her new boyfriend, which is just like, what are you doing, dude? So yeah, that's pretty much it. So she, um, she just keeps trying to like prove how hot and heavy she and Chandler are in a way that's like very uncomfortable and awkward a lot of the time. And then, um, finally, Chandler's like what are you doing why are you being so crazy and then you know everything's fine but um yeah I guess like they come to this resolution where he explains it in his delightful Chandler way yeah about it's not about you know how many times we did it or me thinking about I will that you're the last person I'm ever going to sleep with that he (laughs) takes it on as I get to sleep with you for the rest of my life he just does always does such a great job 
a commoner down and rounding it out and making it all make sense. Yeah, and then it's so true. I love it when he actually says to her, I kind of like this new phase. Right. Right? I just like being with you no matter what Mm -hmm. we're doing. And I just thought that was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of made, it almost made Phoebe look like, oh, you're so busy being hot and bothered, but we we now have finally achieved this phase that you're not even close to. Right. Totally. So kind yeah. of to me, it turned the tables immediately when he when he put it that way. And, and I, I love, love that too. Yeah, Taylor's character because you know for the longest time he was like he was Joey's funny. roommate or yeah. he was Ross's friend. And now but, yeah, he's mm-hmm. just the joke, the that, jokey guy. This relationship, there's more depth to his character that yeah. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I love what you're saying because he really does throughout their relationship really mellow out Monica in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's like, "Well, I, you know, I'm really sad we're not in that like super hot and heavy phase anymore." And and he gets to say, "Well, I'm actually more excited about where we are now because they're actually in like a committed relationship and they're kind of moving to the next level and being a little bit more serious," which I think is kind of you know it sounds like he's terrible at, at relationships in the past and they both kind of don't have the best track records so yeah I thought that was really sweet too and and yeah I mean and it's funny because like Phoebe was never trying to be like we're more hot and have you know what no. I mean like, no he doesn't care what's going on with them she's just like doing her own thing and oh, I yes. she would she would agree that they're at different phases of the relationship yeah. that was her initial like observation but anyways yeah so that was and- a funny storyline and then it was it was sweet because um Chandler sort of calls it out and is like wait you're freaking out about our relationship right. and I'm the one calming you down roles have reversed he has his like little happy dance and then he realizes yeah. that was you know the immature thing to do but but I do think that that's <laughs> what you Not said Zoe you know Phoebe wasn't trying she's just talking about her relationship and right. by talking about her relationship it sparked something in Monica, which had her freak out Right, to go into this whole spiral. And it's another one of those, you know, a couple episodes ago, they had to define their relationship. And this is sort right. of another layer of them defining their relationship as now that as they're out to their friends. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, and it's like, yeah, of course they're at different levels. Like Phoebe and this guy have been together for one week and like yeah. Monica and Chandler have been dating for a few months. Like that's just different. Those things are different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that storyline. It was basically Monica being so crazy and like intense, which was funny. And then Rachel has this great oh job job interview she has this great opportunity to interview at Ralph Lauren and she goes in and she we've all been in awkward job interviews I think (laughs) she she misreads the situation when she's leaving the interview and she kisses him on the cheek and then she's leaving she's just kicking herself like oh my god that was so awkward I can't believe I did that like of course I didn't get the job she gets a second inner. Oh, and then Joey. Oh my God. Joey totally puts it in her head. Yeah. She gets yes. a second interview and, and she's like, why would they, why? Oh my God. I can't believe I got a second interview. And Joey's like, of course you did. Now that I love it when he says, because you're the one that kisses everybody. Right? <laughs> that kiss isn't seeming like such a bad idea now. And Joe, and she's like, you don't think that's why I got the interview. And Joey's like, yeah. And Chandler is like giving him a look like, dude, yeah. you're being so stupid. <laughs> and so then she's totally in her head and totally like stressed out. 
goes back and of course she has like ink all over her mouth and so the interviewer you know and it's a classic just sitcom like miscommunication mm-hmm. obviously he could have just been like oh you have something on your face instead he does this like gesture where he's pointing to her his mouth and so she thinks he's trying to like get another kiss or you know she's just so ready she's so defensive she's so ready that she's mm-hmm. just like I am not gonna sleep with you or whatever and like totally screams at him and storms out and it's super uncomfortable and then she comes home the friends all do the exact same gesture to her and she realizes that it's because she had ink on her mouth yeah so humiliated has to like beg to go back and explain herself and she does and she ends up making it right so that's kind of a three beat too because it's the first interview where something awkward Mm -hmm. happens the second interview where it gets she makes it so much worse trying to make it better and then the third time where it all kind of comes together and she does end up getting the job which is nice but it's really funny and just watching her kind of be flustered and be embarrassed when someone that's so put together like her kind of goes through that level of humiliation that's really fun for us as the audience and yeah and also we've just all been in awkward situations but none you know it's it's an over exaggeration of all the awkward situations that maybe we've been in in our life or whatever exactly yeah we've been there we've all been there not to that right. extent but Right. Kiss the boss. No, no. But, but we've all um, said something awkward or just not know yeah. when to stand up or whatever. Yeah. You know, I've been in an interview where the person like was trying to put their jacket on and they were like missing their sleeve, and I was like, "Do I like try to help them?" And I'm just like, oh, "I just don't know." Anyway, so yeah, yeah. And then, and then, okay. So then, kind of the running thing. The episode opens and closes with this thing where Ross is in his new apartment, which is across the way. You know, we knew you. We know you can see into the window because that's how they, you know, discovered the apartment in the first place because it was ugly naked guy's apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Ross's thing is he's like doing all these like crazy like antics in the window and Joey's like everyone's just sick of it he's like all right Ross I can see you whatever <laughs> but then he sees this hot girl and he's like oh my gosh I'm flirting with this like beautiful woman in like another another apartment in the building right so he sees into another window in the same building this beautiful woman who's like waves him over and so he's like okay he tries to like count which apartment it is count up and count over and he goes to the apartment he thinks it is, knocks on the door, and it's Ross's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, man. And then he goes back, counts again, <laughs> count, like recounts again, goes back over, tries it again. It's Ross's apartment again. And Ross is like, oh, hey, what's up? But he's just like, ah, freaking out. And then there's this like really weird scene where Joey's just kind of like knocking on all these doors and kind of gets himself turned around and like lost in the building. Hot girl. He's like, hot girl. And then he's just, yeah, he's just wandering the hallway like, hot girl. Hot girl. And then he stops that little girl and says, is your mom or sister a hot girl? Or babysitter. Is your mom or babysitter a hot girl? He's just like, daddy. He's like, no, no. (laughs) Then there's like kind of like an interstitial scene in that, in that running joke where Ross is in the lobby and like checking his mail and meets this hot girl. And there's another guy being in the building, like putting up a, a, like a drawing, like a sketch artist sketch of Joey being like, look out for this creep. Apparently he's looking for some hot girl. And Ross is like, oh my gosh. 
Well, and what's funny about that is the the drawing gets pinned on the board uh, on top of clearly Joey's sign that says, are you a hot girl? And then has his phone number. That's hilarious. I don't think I caught that, but that's amazing. Yeah. And so then this like, this like criminal sketch artist drawing of Joey gets pinned above Joey's note. Yeah. And then Ross is being super awkward, of course, but he does end up introducing himself to this hot girl whose name is Jen, which is funny because Jennifer Aniston, but anyway, um, Anyway, he asks her out for coffee. She says yes. And then later, later on at some point, he's in her apartment. They're getting ready to go have coffee. Meanwhile, Monica has explained to Joey that he's been miscounting because he's counting, you know, he didn't, he's counting the ground floor as the first floor and whatever, yeah. all these different things. So he's been miscounting and he's like, oh, finally, I can figure out which apartment it is. So he finally goes to the girl's apartment. <laughs> And he knocks on the door. Meanwhile, Ross is there and the girl's like, oh, I'm just Jen. She's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Would you mind, you know, whatever, just one second. And so Ross opens the door (laughs) at the girl's apartment and Joey's just like, what the, you know, he just like yells and runs away, which is so funny. Um, And I I just feel like, I just feel like that was such a classic three beat. Like we talk about, we talk about three beats in, and obviously a lot of these storylines sort of have builds but I felt like this was just one of the best uh examples examples, representations of a three beat in that it's you know you've got this build up this build up this build up and we as the audience are like oh we finally see Joey doing it right but Joey thinks because we know him as like the dumb one that he has miscounted again and he clearly doesn't know the the apartment number of his friend which is also a funny detail and also none of the apartments actually had numbers which is also weird yeah well of course because it's just a generic apartment hallway set that they're using but yeah that was funny they didn't even bother to like hang a number sure and maybe because then joey would be able to have a recognize numbers that way anyway right. it, it just it was such a great because we see ross opening the door we see this the same thing that's been happening to joey over and over and if only joey would stopped for a second and let ross explain right you know then joey would understand but that's not how this works because obviously joey is right thinking that he's an idiot and can't figure out doors and floors and so it's or he just he thinks, thinks that, that it's like Ross a, is magic and just keeps right. Ross is behind all the doors he just thinks it's like a magic apartment building and the hot girl is like a mirage or yeah. all doors lead to Ross which I actually thought the kind of the middle or the second beat of that was my favorite because he goes back he counts again he goes again to Ross's and then when Ross opens the door he's like ah he's like did you move and Ross is like yes I was yeah. staying with you and then I moved to this apartment and Joey's just staring at him and he's like, I'm Ross. <laughs> just being like, Joey, what is wrong with like, yes, I yeah. moved. This is my new place. Anyway, it's just such a like, it's such a beautiful little miscommunication three beat moment. But then um, the end and like the tag of the whole show is Ross once again is like doing his antics of silly like physical comedy but in the meantime apparently um, Monica and Rachel have borrowed 
So apparently Chandler and Joey had a life-size cardboard cutouts of um, Pamela and Yasmin from Baywatch. <laughs> and so Monica and Rachel borrowed that and printed out fo- like photos of their own faces and put them on them and put it in the window so that Ross would think that they were like paying attention to what he was yeah. doing, which was so funny. And they That's just like awesome. go out to that see the movie. And Ross is just like, wow, they're really eating it up. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, One of my favorite parts of Ross's whole pantomiming things that he's doing in the window was uh, Joey's like, oh, look, now he's, oh, he's doing his watching TV bit. And Monica's like, I think he's just watching TV. And then you see, you see (laughs) Ross sitting there and you see the TV with nothing on and Ross does this like side eye look to see if his friends are in <laughs> the other building watching him and he's so smug and pleased by it it's like yeah Russ, what are you <laughs> oh doing God, get some curtains so funny also like just watch tv like no one's paying attention to what you're doing yeah exactly right. why does it have to be a thing like just sit down and watch tv it's so funny like just get a life dude it was yeah. so <laughs> hilarious yeah that was really funny so that was a great episode yes it was really fun so that's kind of my just for our listeners a little bit more in depth of each of the storylines but um but yeah let's get into some like favorite moments or favorite jokes from any of that I mean I again anything that Phoebe does I think (laughs) she is awesome and her just her asking to hold the cop's gun like knowing that Phoebe like we all know that Phoebe not only doesn't know anything about guns but she's anti-gun like she's like that is the furthest and then because it's so she's in my in my perverted mind she's actually asking to hold something else but yeah. she's actually hey, just uh, substituting yeah. the gun because right. that's probably the best thing that she can come up with but <laughs> it's a way to personally connect with him but I just yeah. thought it was hysterical because it wasn't lost on me that there's no way that she would ever want to right. hold a gun no. like she's right. what is she doing with a gun so and then um what is the guy named Michael Rappaport I think he mm-hmm. played he played a good kind of straight laced New York cop cop against her flighty, you know, like the, the different, the, the opposing characters or the opposing personalities really meshed well. Oh, I thought Um, so too. I love them together. I thought that that was a, that was a really good casting job on their part for who they cast as that cop because it was important for that person to be believable, but at the same time, be able to bounce off of Phoebe. Right. So. Yeah, it's definitely like an opposites attract situation. And it's it's nice because he is very like clean cut and very kind of cute, but also is very intrigued by Phoebe and her, yeah. you know, and what she's got going on, which yeah, yeah. I, I love them together. Um, I loved in the very beginning or their first beat together when you know, they're doing all that cutesy, like, oh, don't leave. Oh, I yeah. Really, yeah. Like, I really have to, there's like, you know, on the police scanner or radio, there's yeah. all this crazy information coming in. He's like, I really have to go now. And yeah. It's like, we've yeah. lost visual, we've lost visual contact with the suspect. And he's like, now I really need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got to go. Like, there's no doubt about it. I'm yeah. Late. Yeah. And then the best was when she's like, well, maybe I wish I could go with you. And then it, and then over the radio, you 
you hear suspect has uh, emerged naked from the sewer and she's like yeah. okay you go you, you okay go. never mind you go. i'm okay. gonna stay here yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious and then when he leaves and then she goes oh, oh. and then i can't remember if it was monica i think it was monica yeah, and she's monica. like what's wrong and she's like oh, i just miss him so much and he had yeah. literally been gone five seconds yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny that was so good totally i love that too and then I, I already kind of mentioned it, but I just love when Phoebe accidentally like sets Monica off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, I just love this beginning phase of the relationship. Like it's so special. How long did that last with you and Chandler? And Monica is just immediately like triggered and, and Phoebe's <laughs> like, okay, sorry. I, I just, you know, I didn't know. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, and she's like, okay, I miss it. She's like to herself. She's like, okay, I woke the beast. Like, yes, she actually yeah. said I woke the beast. And that was so funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I actually think Phoebe is a brilliant one out of all of them. Me too. I think she does this in a way. I think she knows what she's doing, but she instigates these things. Yeah. And then she just like flips her hair and, and like walks away in her Phoebeism. Right. And then everybody's lost in all the turmoil of yeah. Phoebeism. <laughs> she leaves behind her a wake of chaos. Like said, and then she just goes back to La La Land right? in her brain. And I love that about her. Totally. She has this just energy where she's just kind of like bouncing through. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> She's yes. like, you know, as I mentioned, Heather and I went to clown school and I feel like Phoebe and Joey are really kind of the most clowny characters. Yes. They're just like, they're so resilient. Nothing ever really like bums them out. They just kind of are on their own level. Um, and yes. Yes, they're both just really hilarious. And I love Phoebe. She's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I liked speaking of Phoebe um, at the beginning of the episode, Rachel announces to the group that she has this interview with Ralph Lauren and oh, yeah. um and Phoebe's like, oh, this is so exciting. I can help you practice your yes. interview skills. <laughs> oh my god. And so she's like, which is hilarious because <laughs> it's Phoebe. It's yeah. Phoebe. And so they start with the handshake. And Phoebe's put on this oh like God. persona of a very professional person. And then <laughs> and then she's she's shaking Rachel's hand and she completely drops it and goes, oh, that was a that was a very good wrist action. Just like totally <laughs> drops her professionalism or whatever. Yeah. And then Monica goes up and she's like, I want to try. Oh, and gosh. and apparently, you know, Monica, I guess, squeezes Phoebe's hand and Phoebe says something like, you know, what did I ever do to you? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. did it really hurt that bad? And uh, Phoebe's just like, well, let's just say I feel sorry for Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just love that they open. Me right too. Away Me too. On just like a hand job joke. I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, exactly. Right <laughs> In her Phoebe way, she just like drops that bomb. Oh, yep. so good. And then it just shows Ch- Chandler's face and he's just like, ugh. Mm. Uh, there's no, no, no right thing for him to say in that no. moment. No, oh, that's very funny. So funny. Chandler had a great moment when they were talking about the hot girl and yes. he's like, Ooh, I'm going to go look at the hot girl. And then as he's sort of dancing over there, he realizes that his girlfriend's in the room and he's like, like quickly pivots and is like, and she's right over here as he goes over to Monica. That <laughs> was so yeah. funny. That was it's so great. Chandler too. I love that. Totally. Yeah. Two other Chandler moments that I loved was the first one. There was like a, um, so it's a scene after the first scene between um, Phoebe and Monica, they're in the cafe and 
Phoebe's again just alluding to all the crazy sex they've been having or whatever and Monica's getting all super competitive and she goes over to Chandler and she's like we need to win we need to prove that we are the hottest couple so we need to go upstairs and like have a bunch of sex and Chandler's like you're being I don't know why you're being so competitive like just to win you want to go upstairs and have sex over and over and I'm saying no to this why get your coat you know I love that I've noticed it a few times in this season he'll be like saying something and making like a serious point and as he's saying it he's like catching up to himself and he's like wait this is totally wrong Ah!" yeah that was hilarious oh my gosh yeah so good oh and then another Chandler moment that I loved was in actually in the beginning of that scene it's just him talking to the cop which was like a really fun little joke he's like so do you think I could hold your gun and He's like, yeah, we're really not supposed to let people do that. And Chandler's like, why? What do you think could happen? And then Chandler just randomly like splashes coffee out of his, yeah. like, just like spazzes out. And like, I'm going to say no on that. Yeah. 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 I love it. I loved all of Ross's pantomimes. I just thought, I mean, <laughs> yeah. talk about clowning, just his ridiculous, just all of the ridiculousness that he's doing, you know, um, pretending to be eaten by sharks and surfing <laughs> and uh, all the weird stuff he's doing. And I love that. I think it's the second time. I can't remember which time it is that Joey comes to his door. Yeah. I think it's the first time. One of the first one time. And Ross is like visibly winded from having <laughs> from having been doing all of that pantomiming. And I, I was like, that's, that's great. He is committed. He's like, oh, check it out. You can pretend to be surfing or whatever. It's just so funny as it makes me think that they were just giving, what a fun like thing for him to get to do this episode. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. He just got to play around and like do some really ridiculous like physical comedy. I really love the invisible dog. Walking the invisible dog is one of my oh, personal gosh. favorite like climates. It's just so silly. It makes um, me wonder like what the outtakes, like how many different things did he oh, really yeah. try oh, and what God. ended up on the cutting room floor and yes. what ended up like as a blooper. Yeah. Like well, it just makes so me think, fun. were they just drawing random cards with things on it and saying, okay, try this and try yeah, that. Sure. And totally. Like. And that must have been so fun for him. It's like a little mini vacay for him. Oh, oh totally. Have, it, I wish they had done that for every episode to release some of the bloopers. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Even now, if they did it, it would be huge. Please. Oh my gosh, be incredible yeah, yeah, yeah seriously and yeah it was kind of a lighter episode for Ross he didn't have you know he wasn't in any of kind of the bigger stories so it was really fun that he just kind of got like yeah he got a little break this episode to just be really silly which was yeah. really fun yeah oh, oh another thing I was gonna say about Joey with the whole apartment thing and the and that whole bit too I love that middle beat where he or Monica explains that he's been counting wrong and like he just has a throwaway <laughs> line as he's leaving he's like I can't can't believe I almost lost another girl because I know girl. Yes. <laughs> so hilarious. I'm like okay I need to know that story or multiple stories I think it's right. multiple yeah, yes. multiple stories which is just amazing um okay so this one I think my weirdly my biggest like actual laugh out loud moment was just a throwaway joke which I don't even know if it was that like funny but I actually <laughs> laughed out loud about it which was when um Monica is like in the bathroom at the restaurant trying to seduce Chandler and um he's like this is the men's bathroom isn't it and she's like I've always found the men's bathroom to be very erotic haven't you and he's like well no 
And if I did, I don't think we'd be going out. <laughs> that was so funny. I actually like laughed out loud at that. Yeah, that I love that that whole scene takes place in the bathroom too, because yeah. it's like such, it's the worst. A bathroom in general is the worst place, but then a public men's bathroom is notoriously even worse than disgusting. that. Oh, and just, oh yeah. And I love that before Monica comes into the bathroom, he's, he's gotten a, like a child's play badge from, yes. from Gary, the cop. And he's like, he's like testing out flashing his badge in the mirror which is so funny so great oh my god I was dying yeah yes Um, definitely well I will tell you that my one of my favorite parts of the episode is when Rachel goes back and she goes after the interview after the second time and she goes to shake his hand and she misses and Mm. I'm going to tell you that makes me laugh out loud every time I watch it it does not fail. It is so hysterical. And the first time you watch it, you just are not expecting that. Yeah, like you think, yeah. okay, we've, we've kissed and that's funny. What else? I mean, what else could happen? She's going back for the second interview. She said it straight. We're all good. And then first she says, can I hug you? And the guy's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, well, can I shake your hand? And when she does, boy, she misses. Oh, and, and, he's and like then she's like, out, I didn't yeah. mean to touch you. There. She's like, I, I didn't mean to touch that. I touch you there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, so amazing. Funny. That makes me laugh because I had when I a long time ago, I was a I was a, I worked at a small city, a very small southern town municipality, and I supported the director of finance. And at the time, there was a the executive director who's like the head honcho over all of the departments. He had a really bad habit of what I would call playing pocket pool a lot in public. Do you know what we're talking about? Pocket pool? Where <laughs> you're just when you're adjusting your, your undercarriage? Your yes. And well, you're adjusting your balls. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your oh pool my balls. God. Pocket pool. And he did it to the point that he would be standing in front of you with both hands in his pocket and he would raise one leg. Like it was awkward. No. Oh my thing. God. It was almost like a a compulsion with him yeah yeah so but he used to like to go up to the women's desks and because we had all had these big mahogany desks that we sat behind and he would like when he was talking he would hike one leg up like one knee no. would go up onto the desk <laughs> and he no. would dig in his pocket and it like that's what oh he my would god that's i'm not so kidding you I'm like, only in the south honey only in the south yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. I'm so, mortified. Um, I'm like oh so gosh. uncomfortable that's this hearing. That's so awkward. Oh my God. That's Listen, the lead account of that apartment, our department had been arrested for delivering newspapers in the nude. But oh he my still God. had his job. <laughs> what? Wow. Oh my God. All right. Okay. So, but I decided, because I was like, I don't want him to come and put his, you know, balls on my desk. Like, yeah. That's so gross. And it would make Wait, you so don't nervous. want you don't want I, a man's balls on your desk? No, I just didn't. I don't know. I was just uptight. I don't know. Uh yeah. And so <laughs> that's strange. I was such yeah. a prude. That's why I probably didn't work there very long. But so <laughs> oh I would take um all of my office supplies <laughs> and put them on the very front edge of my desk yeah. so that he would have to knock <laughs> something over to put his knee up there. Like oh I had the gosh. stapler, I had the staple puller, I had <laughs> oh my the 
dispenser, all of that across my desk. So, so you'd have to like no act barrier. Yeah. You'd have to yeah, reach so- across your desk just to get your supplies, just to keep your oh, desk fall free. I would have to stand up out of my chair and lean all the way over <laughs> to get the tape, but it was worth it to me. Right. Oh yeah. I never got his balls on my Nobody. No. Oh my no. And that's exactly that's what it horrifying. brings back to mind every time oh Rachel goes in for that handshake. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my she God. almost played pocket pool for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that whole scene because like, it's just so fun and funny to watch her like kind of clawing her way back up out of this like horrible hole and you can't tell if she's just digging in deeper because she's like still being so ridiculous and she's like that shows courage and that shows integrity and that shows courage again and then she forgets forgets his name and she's like well I was not litigious you know and she's just being so ridiculous and not litigious you know it ends up working we're rooting for her and you think like we're finally like we're on a good track and then boom she like grabs his dick you know what I mean and and it's so funny so the next time she when she finally goes in like when he says this is being recorded yeah I feel an obligation to tell you this is being videotaped or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And that was just hysterical. It's always going to be my favorite part of that whole entire oh episode. My God. Yes. Whole, so because it just brings back such a fond memory in my career. <laughs> oh, I bet. oh, boy. Yikes. That's hilarious. All right. Let me see. I think that pretty much covers all, most of the things that I had written down to mention. How about y'all? Yeah, I, I had yeah, you covered. I think you covered all of it. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, except for the commercial breaks, I think you got you it got right. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Karen, your story might just lead us right into our next, our next yeah, section. Exactly. <laughs> so we like to ask, you know, once we're we're kind of done dissecting the episode, what can, you know, who did you see yourself as, or who did you most resonate with um, this episode? <laughs> So what character do you most identify with from this episode? I'm thinking maybe Rachel for you, Karen. Yeah, that, that, that would be it. Yeah, and plus I, I one time I did call tell one of my bosses on the phone that I loved him. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh my god! Long conversation and before and he was like, okay, well I'll talk to you later. And I said, okay, love you, and hung up. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so and I didn't call him back, but the next day I walked right into his office first thing in the morning and said, I just want to set the record straight. I do not love you. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> rude oh, toying with my emotions yeah no. oh my gosh it's such a habit to say that it's so uncomfortable when you yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. so funny I'm like I so I've always worked in the restaurant industry but now I have my first ever office job um which is totally fine it, it's great it, it is definitely a little bit of like a culture adjustment I've been like a bartender for like 15 years before that basically uh, or close to that. And um, anyways, one funny thing that I notice is like, I tend to use a lot of like emojis normally if I'm just texting like friends or family. And so <laughs> I'm constantly like holding myself back from just putting like a few like heart emojis at the end of everything. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's probably not appropriate. Like to my boss, who's mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, she's female and everything, but it just isn't quite the tone that right. I think would be considered professional. So yeah, it's a little bit of an adjustment for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. And who do you think you see yourself as in this episode? Totally Chandler. Chandler. I have such a klutz. When he spills the coffee after he asks to hold the gun, that's totally me. That's totally me. Totally me. I love that. And I have a tendency to, you know, take a negative and kind of try to flip it around and 
I love think that. of it in a different way. So yeah. I totally resonate with that character with Chandler's character in that one. I just want I to see that. you like do his victory dance now, but maybe, <laughs> maybe another day. Yes. yes. I love it. She's giving us her victory dance. It's very um, good. Heather, how about you? Who did you identify with? I identified it as Ross in this episode, specifically <laughs> the interaction with Joey when Joey is like, did you move? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, I lived with you and then I moved here. I'm Ross. <laughs> I, I, I love that scene so very, much. I deeply resonate with that sort of reaction to an awkward moment or to a misunderstanding of just being like, hi, I'm new. I'm Heather or welcome. Let's start over. You yeah. know, it's like, in, you're, just, so, you're just getting like a blank stare. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm Heather. Let's start from there. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, I, that's, so that's when that moment happened. I was like, yes, I have, I have done that. I love it. I was split between, I kind of identified with Phoebe in the like initial conversation with Monica, where she's just like, okay, like, uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke, like, oh, God, I've awakened the beat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, Basically, mm-hmm. like, you make an offhand comment, and then someone apparently gets, like, triggered into their, like, personality disorder, and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> they're gonna make this all about them, and I was just trying to tell them about something about myself. Great, here we go again. Um, so I, I definitely related to that, but I also kind of related to Ross, too, just in the fact that his antics were so silly and everyone was getting Mm. so sick of him and I definitely relate to that element where people (laughs) are just like all right like we get it just just calm down and uh anyways so those were my two that's awesome well that was a uh, very lively discussion thank you for that and I think it is time for us to take a little bit of a break and then we will come right back and talk about the food yeah. Okay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> okay. We are back from our break. Let's get into the food segment. And I've been really excited about this part. I always am because I love food, but um, I've been really excited to talk food with Karen and Anne, who are always making amazing treats on their podcast. And we're part of the inspiration for this recipe because, you know, I had some different ideas for this recipe. They go to a Mexican restaurant and, you know, there's a couple of different like kind of foods that are just in the background of this recipe. There's no food that's super like prominent or talked about. Um, but I was thinking like maybe something, I don't know, maybe salsa or margaritas or something like that. Um, but then when we booked uh Karen and Anne to be guests I was like okay well now I know I want to make a sweet treat for this episode because (laughs) that's their thing you know sugar-coated murder so you don't have to be on theme so I decided to go with a brownie that like a spiced brownie kind of inspired by like a Mexican hot chocolate type um flavor profile but um we normally ask guests this question I think we kind of know that you're you know kitchen goddesses but we like to ask our guests um how comfortable are you in the kitchen or what is your what is your level what would you say is like your comfortability or skill level in the kitchen I would say I'm super comfortable in the kitchen I grew up in the kitchen our mom was a was a baker and and she cooked meals, you know, for our family. And mm-hmm. we shared stories and love and laughter and tears in our kitchen. And mm. 
that that was just part of the way we were raised and yeah cooking for us is a way of showing love it's a way of showing sympathy Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations, congratulations, right? Cheer. <laughs> Sorry that you lost your job, like anything. Good. <laughs> like, happy new job, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would that. say I'm more a baker, um, mm-hmm. than a cook. Like, I'm not the best cook, like, as far as dinner, I can do it, but yeah. it's not my forte. I feel like I've mastered the baking part, mm-hmm. and I'm better at the baking, and I'm better at the cooking, mm-hmm. yeah. And not and not as good as she's a better baker than I am. Mm-hmm. But I feel when I cook, I I'm feel sure like that was very hard for you to say. Are I'm like I almost it? threw up. I did <laughs> throw up in my mouth a little bit when I said that. It was. I mean, I'm hoping they can. Can y'all chop that out, please? <laughs> yeah. I don't want anybody to know I said that. <laughs> off the record yeah yeah off the record she's a good baker on the record I don't know what the hell she does in that kitchen <laughs> no she definitely I mean even my kids have said she's a better baker wow. and I'm a better cook so mm, I yeah, feel right. I feel like I'm not good at following directions I question mm-hmm. them constantly I question right. my GPS I question everything right, and when right. I, cook, I have a little bit more leeway it's not so precise Totally. And I can put more of things that like flavor palettes that I appreciate yeah. better. She so. can't really do that with baking. <laughs> if there is a precision to baking, if you want your cake 100%. to rise, you really have to follow the directions. Yeah. yeah. And if it's like a lemon cake, you can't call it a lemon cake when you put like chocolate in it. No. <laughs> <it's not. laughs> well, I felt like it was chocolate today, but it's a lemon cake. Right. So, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm more on your on your end of the spectrum, Karen. I'm a little bit more comfortable with cooking just because I feel like there is more leeway. And also just like, if I mess it up, I know how to fix it. You know what I mean? You can always yeah. just kind of add a dash of this or that. Whereas with baking, I mean, you can start over. That's pretty much like your <laughs> right. option there. And so I'm definitely more comfortable on the cooking side. And this um, podcast has kind of pushed me to experiment with baking a little bit more in terms of coming up with coming up with some of my own recipes or just tweaking recipes to, to experiment a little bit with different flavor profiles, um, which has been really fun, but it's definitely like, I feel a lot more comfortable writing a recipe for, you know, something that you just cook versus like writing a baking recipe, because Mm -hmm. there is so much science behind that. And there really are kind of you know, there's certain things you can't really reinvent or play with too much yeah, as you need, right. you need certain elements to be there. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get was, it. This was the best brownie recipe I've ever done. I've never oh, wow. thought to use brown butter yeah. in mm-hmm. a brownie recipe. Mm-hmm. So I definitely can't take full credit for the recipe. The recipe is an adaptation from a recipe from a cookbook. So it's a book called Wild Sweetness by, I think her name's Talia Ho. And so this is a a brownie recipe I've made a a couple of times and she doesn't, so I basically added the spice element to it. This was a brownie recipe that I'd made before with the brown butter and everything that I really loved. Yeah. And she uses smoked sea salt for the top, but I was like, okay, what if I take this and then add a kind of that spice element to it? So that's kind of where I'm at in my development of baking recipes of like, take one that I already know works and then maybe add to it or 
play around with them a little bit. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was, as I, I mentioned already, kind of the inspiration behind the recipe. And I really wanted to also play with the idea of, you know, Monica being like, well, we're, we're the hottest, like she says the word like <laughs> hot and flame, like so many times in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, like he was harping on it. So I kind of wanted to do something spicy. And I named this recipe, my brownies are hotter than yours. Um, (laughs) In to honor that little Monica energy. Um, So yeah, as you mentioned, you basically make brown, you brown your butter, and then you pour that over some chopped chocolate, dark chocolate, or I just use chocolate chunks. And then you whisk together your sugar, eggs, vanilla extract, and a little bit of orange zest. And then add to that your cocoa powder, flour, and spices, which are ground ginger, cinnamon, chipotle chili, pepper, and a little bit of cayenne and salt. And that's pretty much it. And then you can top it with um, sea salt or smoked sea salt if you have it. And, and yeah, that's the recipe. So first I'll ask all of you, what was your kind of first impression on taking a look at the recipe? I was a little bit worried because I saw that there was spice in it. And if things are too spicy, it hurts my feelings. I'll be honest with you. I love the taste of spicy things, but then it burns my mouth and that just hurts my feelings. I can't I understand. Eat it. Fair. So I was really a little bit worried that maybe it would be too spicy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was not. It was not. It was not. And you're a delicate flower. I am a delicate flower. I understand. It's just yeah. enough spice that it hits the back of your tongue, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit in the back of your throat. Yeah. And it's all, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, this is going to be spicy. And then it goes away. Yeah. yeah it like almost starts to linger and then it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so it's right perfect. on that edge. Absolutely Good. perfect. Nice. Uh, how about you, Karen? What was your first impression of the recipe? I was excited about the spices. Nice. Um, because I like to play around with different spices and, and unexpected spices in mm. food. Yeah. So when you start, I love the, you know, sweet and savory or mm-hmm. the, you know, the salty, sweet kind of flavor yeah. profiles anyway. For sure. um, so I was excited to see the, the use of the different spices and how it was going to feel, you know, how it was going to build kind of in your palate as you ate it, because it's mm-hmm. definitely chocolate forward, but then you get this, yeah. you know, you get... Trout would like for you to ask him how he felt about the recipe. Trout? He's throwing a Trout, are you able to eat chocolate or no? <laughs> he needs several calm pills. One yeah. of us needs a zanny. I'm not sure if it's me or him. I was going to say. But same. one of us could use a zanny. Come on, Trout. Come on. You can be. No, he doesn't want to be picked up. He wants you to roll around on the floor with him. Get on your knees. <laughs> And roll around on the floor with your dog. I'm not getting on my knees, not even for a toy dog. Thank you. Well, especially in your 50s, there's no guarantee you're ever getting off your knees. Yeah, right. There's no getting back up. (laughs) Here we go. We love trout. Yeah, we love dogs. You know. (laughs) Heather, what was your um, first impression when you saw the recipe? Yeah, I love brownies. They look incredible. I was stoked about the spices. I I was just like, I'm game. I feel like I have I've I don't know if I've actually ever made brownies from scratch before. I've mm-hmm. made brownies from, you know, a box. So th- this was a, a new experience for me and um I was definitely excited to yeah, to try it. 
Great. So yeah, how did it go once you dove on in? Perfect. It went great. Um, yeah. There, I noticed there's not really a leavening agent in this recipe. Yeah. So I would tell people that are going to make it in the future, it is extremely important that you follow the recipe and pay attention to the beating, the whisking of the eggs. Yeah. Because mm, if you don't sure. get that um, foamy rise yeah. in the eggs and sugar, you're not going to have, you're going to have a flat brownie. Right. And you right. really do need to fold in your dry ingredients. Don't try to use your stand mixer. Right. Because if you fold, if you use the stand mixer, you're going to flatten out that foam. Right. Um, and you really need that for a good rise. Perfect. That they were, every, the proportions of everything was perfect. And I love oh, to make, boy. I love making brown butter. It made my kitchen smell delightful. Oh my gosh. Yes. The smell, the smell of the brown butter mixed in with the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh my yes. gosh. I want to make a candle out of that and just have oh that burning all day long. Yes. It was. Don't tell Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. She'll steal that idea from you. <laughs> she will. Oh Seriously. man. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I love that you said that because I, I did follow the recipe, but I didn't know why. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. didn't know that that's why like the whisking is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And why you had to fold it in and not use, I have a hand mix or a hand, uh, yeah. Hand mixer. Yeah. And so I, that's what I used and I wasn't sure in Zoe, in your recipe, you know, you say, to whisk it until it's foamy and then whisk it some more. And mm. because in your pictures, you had a hand whisk and I had mm. a hand mixer, I I was unsure if I was going to be doing it too much because I've made, right. I mean, I've made like meringues or, you know, whipped egg whites or, or even like custard with yeah. uh, egg yolks, egg yellows. <laughs> and I, so I wasn't sure how much was too, if there was, if there was ever a too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's really there interesting. Is. There, there is, is, right. There is. Okay. Yeah. Good and I, the original recipe that I adapted does call for a stand mixer. I really try to make my recipes not call for special appliances just because I want them to be accessible to anyone that just has like a bowl and a whisk. So I try to give options for that. Um, and I, so when I, the first, in the past when I've made these brownies, I have used my stand mixer for it this time through, I did just use my regular whisk just because I wanted to make sure that it would work that way also. Mm. And I definitely just like whisked until my arm was like numb. Yeah. (laughs) I was like really trying to see if I could, could get enough, um, kind of aeration on those eggs that way. Um, so yeah. Um, and I really appreciate you breaking that down kind of the, the reasoning for that. And you're right. There's no like baking powder or whatever in this Mm -hmm. recipe. So that's the only thing that's giving like lift and structure to a pretty rich batter, you know, that's pretty pretty weighted down. Yeah. Once you drizzle in the brown butter and chocolate mixture, you end up with all, it's almost like a mousse. It's just a lovely Mm -hmm. Moose. It's lovely. It's just lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it really is a lovely moose. It's just I'm just picturing like a cartoon moose in with like a flower crown. (laughs) Yep. Like a lovely moose. 
Lovely Lipstick Luz. and pearls. Is yeah. that you said, Karen? Lovely Luz. Hello, my dear. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I would say, and maybe I, and maybe I'll add this to the instructions. Like, if you do have a stand mixer or you know a hand mixer, or whatever, something that is more aggressive than just a whisk, I would say you know whisk for about five minutes or whatever. Yeah, with, that, mm. that's going to help out our maybe people who have arthritis or our older yeah. people. Yeah won't be able to whisk hard <laughs> enough to get that yeah. So I mean, yeah, I definitely would suggest using some help with that if you can. I more just wanted to also keep it open to, you know, before I had my stand mixer, I felt like annoyed that a lot of recipes were like, use your stand mixer. And I was <laughs> right, like, right, oh, right. <laughs> now I just feel like I can't make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I try, I try to like tr- make it translatable for all, but I right. should probably no. add, add oh, it, it in there. Inclusive, and that's really important. It is. Yeah. But, you, but you can get a set of beaters. What we call them yeah. beaters. Right, yeah. right. Like the hand, hand mixer. Yeah. Because Is that what you, you have, the Heather? With the, like, and the whisk attachment normally comes with it. And it's like maybe 10 or 15 bucks. It's yeah, very, totally. very, very reasonably. Yeah. Nice. Mine's yeah, an electric. Option. Mine's an electric one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was my grandmother. So it still has her, Aww. her Aww. handwriting on the side. Yeah. It says Aww. R, it says R Steenen on the side. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. Thanks, Grandma. We, we have a cookbook from our grandmother, and just about every recipe has where she added alcohol to it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love she that. That's if incredible. she didn't add alcohol, she writes in the margin, this is perfect with brandy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So That's nice. great. It's nostalgic. All of it. It's nostalgic. Love it. So yeah, so if you do have a hand mixer or a stand mixer, I would say whisk about five minutes and then fold in the rest. So yeah. Okay. I'm so impressed that you came up with the, like you used a base recipe, but then added your own twist to it, Zoe. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's kind of how I've been dipping my toe into writing uh, baking recipes, which again is not really my like strong suit. I'm so impressed with people that can just write a baking recipe from nothing. (laughs) I just like, I don't yet have that super solid like technique foundation to be able to do that. Oh, I don't think I'll ever have that. No, no, but I... But I will read a recipe book like a novel. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. to sit down and read a recipe book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have a deep love for cookbooks, and I have a giant collection of them. Although I haven't been as much into the baking side, I'm more. I usually more am on the non-baking <laughs> recipes. <laughs> but I will. I will read them the same way, and I do yeah. love that as well. But yeah, I love that you like understand more of the why. Cause like, I, I do understand some of those things, but I don't think about it as much, I guess, while I'm doing it or just, again, don't quite have that same, like super, super, you know, it almost sounds like it become, you know, I think with anything it, after a while, it just becomes intuitive of like, oh, mm-hmm. you do this step for this and this step for this. And like, you need certain building blocks and structure. So, right. Yeah, I did cooking notice. Shows. I get my information from cooking shows. Well, yeah, no, totally. And that's great. I love it. Yeah, I did notice that there wasn't like a baking powder, baking soda in there. And I actually right. did have a moment when I had finished making it that I was like, oh no, did I forget something? Right. Just because I know the least about baking. Yeah. And I was pleased to know that I didn't forget anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and now it's it's good to know that the the eggs, I didn't realize that those once you whipped them that way, sort yeah. of count as a leveling. Leavening. 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 Yeah. Leavening. Well, and it. there's there's a lot of egg. Like three eggs is kind of a lot. There is a lot of eggs. 
a recipe like this. So yeah, that's, that's kind of why. Yeah. There you go. Love it. But yeah, for me, the recipe went great. I mean, yeah, we talked about how good the kitchen smelled. I mean, that brown butter and the chocolate, holy smokes, that was incredible. And yeah, everything turned out great. The, the only issue I had was recently, my brother-in-law thought that my oven didn't, wasn't at the right temperature. Oh no. So then that doubt made me doubt my cook, my cook time yeah, yeah, and the oven temp. And, and it, when I had never thought of it, but when he said it, I like flashed back to all the things I've recently <laughs> roasted and was like, it did take a little bit longer than I expected, you know? So my landlord will definitely not fix it. So it's something I have to live with, but I am curious, I, I guess my brownies came out perfect. I did cook them a little bit longer than the 25 minutes is suggested. Yeah. But with such a thick, dense, Oh, little puppy noises. <laughs> we're really, we're nearly there. Proud. Well, I was saying that I, I did have this, as we've called it, this, uh, what do you call it? Delicious moose? No. Um, oh, lovely, moose. Lovely, lovely moose. Lovely, yes. this, lo- <laughs> yeah, the pearls lovely and the lipstick, moose. this lovely moose. And so it was hard for me to tell because I was not confident in my oven, how cooked it was right because the mm-hmm. yeah the batter's so gooey yeah and so I did panic text Zoe and be like should should a uh, should a fork come out clean should a toothpick come out clean and she was very like, helpfully very helpfully I was like I don't know I'm sure it's fine <laughs> so when I when I took it out and when we when I I also didn't wait for it to be fully cooled before oh, yeah. we cut it because of course that's fine. That's, I wasn't going to do that. And <laughs> so it was pretty gooey as I was cutting it. And I was like, oh no, it's not cooked enough, but they were they set cooked up. enough. They yeah. set, it was, good. it's the whole, the whole recipe is, is incredible. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Yes. I think I could have added a little bit more spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, well, <laughs> I may have, I may have. <laughs> I, I don't really taste it. That's the thing. I may have put in a little too much orange zest. I didn't really measure. I just sort of zested half an orange over my bowl. So maybe that cut it out. So I got yeah, the, that may the have orange a little bit. The orange came through really nicely. The a little bit of the ginger came through, but I didn't get very much of the heat at all. Interesting. Definitely not when I first ate it, and it was still very warm interesting getting it more um as i've eaten it over the last couple of days yeah okay yeah i it, it would make sense to me that the um spices need a little bit of time to kind of blend or mm-hmm. blossom or whatever um and i will say that that's probably a little bit more orange than i would have added i think i would maybe say closer to like a quarter of an orange because i didn't want the orange zest to like overpower the rest of the spices just to be a little hint yeah um but yeah, I mean, of course you're always welcome to add more heat. And I, yeah, I, I, there was a moment when I first tried mine where I was like, should I add more heat? Cause I feel like when I first take a bite, you don't get the heat, but then mm-hmm. as you're finishing it, you do get it kind mm-hmm. of like more on the back of your mouth. Um, like you were saying, Anne. so yeah. 
ultimately I was happy with like the spice level and I didn't want it to like blow your hair off. We made another sure. spicy dessert <laughs> earlier. This it would have totally hurt Anne's feelings. Yeah. And I, I don't want to hurt Anne's feelings. We, we just met you, know. you know, Yeah, we don't want to, you know, we want to turn you away. Thing going. Yeah. Especially after, you know, you have all these connections with celebrities soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to stay on your good side. Um, meet that hootie. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Us, but we, you know, <laughs> any day now any day now you're gonna make the connection um we had a we had a dessert earlier this season that was like pretty spicy and that was almost like borderline too spicy oh no i don't know i thought it was good but it was definitely probably too spicy for you Anne. probably i really liked this recipe because of the way that spice built it, it mm. just gives you layers of flavor it doesn't just smack you in the face yeah. So yeah. I really liked the way that it took like a, it took chewing it and swallowing it. And maybe even within the second bite, you start mm. to feel it build, build on your tongue, but yeah. it yeah. wasn't just like biting into a jalapeno that right. would have even hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I couldn't find the chipotle chili powder. So I just used regular chili powder. Oh yeah. That works great yeah. too. Yeah. Totally. I also only used regular chili powder. I didn't know if there was a difference. Yeah, there is, but um, and chipotle chili powder is just like a smoked chili powder. So it's yeah, a chili powder that has a little bit more of that smoky flavor. Um, I but they sell that in South Carolina. They don't. I don't think they allow that down here. That's too strong. It's too strong. It hurts too many people's feelings. Oh my gosh, my dad <laughs> has. My dad has this story of like being out in super super rural North Carolina, and he's like ran to. I don't know, maybe like a general store, you know, one of those stores that's just kind of on the side of the road and they sell like pig feed and mm, all yeah. kinds of different things and some like groceries too. And he was just going to pick up some butter and he was like, oh, do you have butter? But they only had margarine. They didn't mm -hmm. have butter. And the guy at the store was like, oh, we don't get too much call for that around here. <laughs> it's too strong. It's too oh, strong. God. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I know Anne did a recipe not too long ago and it called for margarine specifically. And she was like, Do they even sell that anymore? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I know I that's such like an old fashioned thing now, yeah. which is so funny. Like, butter is so basic anyway. It was just so funny. But um, it, it is funny because I will say that I just had some Chipotle chili powder in my <laughs> kitchen from God knows when and where I picked that up. My spices are out of control. They're, I <laughs> describe my kitchen organization style is avalanche you know that's kind of how <laughs> how I roll but anyways but yeah regular chili powder is great too so no yeah. worries there. Oh, perfect I was super happy that we used the cocoa powder because we used cocoa powder in the Rolo cupcakes a handful of go. episodes ago and I was like oh I have cocoa powder on hand from a previous <laughs> friends with food recipe so nice. That's you know, nice. I've been making Heather pick up all these ingredients <laughs> this year that she's like, I'm never going to use this again. Thanks. <laughs> so trying to tie it back in. We love it. <laughs> Great. It sounds like everything went well. Let's see. Um, I guess my questions are, would you make it again? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Trout would love for me. To make it again. <laughs> oh my gosh, Trout. <laughs> right, on, right on, he says, please oh. do make these again. He's chiming in. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Heather? <laughs> 
Uh, I would absolutely make these again. I mean, they're, they're, I, I think Anne said this earlier, they're like one of the best brownies I've ever had. I love it. And that's why I knew I had to adapt this recipe because I, you know, something's good. You know, I'm always trying new recipes, but I know something's good if I make it multiple times. And I had already made this recipe without the spices like twice in the last six months or so. Mm. So yeah, it's my favorite brownie recipe too. Just so rich. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of a weird question with brownies. Normally we ask like, does it left over? But I think that uh, with baked goods, you know, they usually do okay. What do you think? How did these last? They won't last long. They're not going to last long. It doesn't last long. They're going to get into them and they're going to be gone. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, you could even freeze these. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, these would be good with ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you added more spice, then what what I would do is if you added more spice, adding a scoop of vanilla ice cream to kind of cool off that spice a little bit as you're eating it would just be so good oh yeah that's how we ate them when they came out hot from the oven which i was gonna say especially if you're gonna eat it warm add that oh yeah ice cream oh yeah and you could even if you don't eat it right from the oven you can always like throw it in the microwave for i don't know 20 seconds or whatever oh yeah yeah Yeah. throw some ice cream on there oh Oh, yeah yummy so good (laughs) there you go yeah don't share it yeah yeah our sons live together in an apartment about 20 minutes away from That's here amazing. So, I love yeah, so whenever we have baked goods we usually make a point to go stop by and deliver something to them nice That's we'll see if nice that happens with these brownies though yeah i know i know we're on the edge but they would really love them so yeah. i need to withhold them they do they love spice. oh perfect because nice. you know they're young and they've got young guts and it doesn't <laughs> right <laughs> they haven't experienced you know <laughs> reflux and heartburn yeah yet. they don't know what that is right. and that's fine. <laughs> their, their number does not start with five no and they don't even know what a tums tastes like so oh it's my gosh. <laughs> to be young again oh. Oh, amazing yeah these lasted a few days in my house my partner is not the best at eating sweets sometimes so every morning when he was leaving for work i was like you want to take a brownie with you just because i don't want to eat the entire pan myself I mean I will and I I have in the past but um <laughs> but yeah these lasted great for a few days just in like a Tupperware or whatever they though I think the only thing is they start to get a little bit like dried out but they didn't mm-hmm. even really get dried out I mean honestly they're so rich and like so rich and um nothing a little ice cream couldn't take care That's of right. exactly <laughs> that like the top might have been a little bit you know crinklier than it was before but they didn't ever feel like they were too dry or, or anything mm-hmm. like that so these no, last great if you're able to refrain from eating got- them they got dried out if you take a damp paper towel and put it over your brownie when you put it in the microwave that'll add some moisture back into your dessert all right oh that's a great tip all right i see you follow us on alexa for more slang in the kitchen (laughs) well i did want to ask actually so how do y'all usually choose your recipes for the podcast just spin the wheel i guess yeah just whatever you feel like baking yeah i mean it just yeah i'm always i mean I think we're always looking for things that are like something different that we haven't made before. Yeah. Or like yeah. if I've got a hankering for like a specific taste, you know, if yeah. I'm like, oh, I just really want something lemony, then I'll find something right. with a lemon recipe. But or if we're going to visit our mama, we we'll usually make stuff that she likes and love and, and nice. we'll make it just before we go. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's nice. I love that. Yeah, and at Christmas time, we made her favorite Christmas cookies, and then we boxed them up and shipped them to her. So, oh, that's great. Whatever, whatever that's works. Cute. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Love that. And Amazing. We their birthday, we'll usually like do their birthday, do their cake, birthday cake, or cake or whatever dessert they like for their birthday. Oh, nice. And, you know, we kind of yeah, because there you go. Know, Multitasking. Yeah. We are not no longer of the age where we need to exchange gifts with each other. It just mm-hmm. is silly. So instead, we're each yeah. in charge of the other one's dessert for their birthday. Oh, cute. I like yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. It works out more for her than it does for me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first Again, with the Anne is a better baker. The, I get it. We were really into the British baking show. Oh, yeah. So yeah. She wanted me to try a Victoria sponge. Victoria sponge. And oh it, they also call it a Victoria sandwich, but it's, it's the sponge and you do the whipped cream and the berries and mm-hmm. it's just a very light and beautiful. It's a lovely, it's a lovely, it's a lovely dessert. <laughs> lovely. A lovely mousse. <laughs> a lovely sponge. It's a lovely sponge. And so I did that. Well, so that was my birthday in March. And so the following January was her birthday. And I decided I love the British baking show and she should do a princess cake. Oh, wow. Oh, no. And she freaking nailed it. That's the crazy thing is she nailed it. It was beautiful. It was so perfect. And just, she even got the green dome yeah. and the rose on the top. I mean, it was like. She Princess cakes are no joke. I know. It's no joke. Wow. Then you make the cake and you got to cover the gosh darn thing in marzipan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and you're welcome, Anne, for me helping you elevate your cooking day. <laughs> right? So that's the, I'm here the for her. That's what sisters are for. That's what I do. I'm always looking out to, to better add her. to your personal growth. That's yes, right. That's what I do. That's what big sisters do for little sisters. I last year with a honey strawberry cake with chocolate, shaved chocolate. Yes. 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 Nailed oh it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed um, this year, she we took her to a Mexican restaurant and she had fried ice cream and a shot of tequila. Oh yeah, yes, girl. Oh, wait, what did you get? A shot of tequila. Oh yeah, they didn't have fried ice cream, so they, she just <laughs> oh, got the shot dang of tequila. It. Again, I nailed love it. something. Nailed it. Yeah, love it. Well, yeah, can't go wrong there. <laughs> and they were singing. Amazing. And the whole restaurant was clapping. It was so I awesome. Love that. In well over thirty years. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, I'm sitting there, Took and like a champ. there, and my son is, is there, and my nephew is there. I didn't want to look like a whip. I had to do it. Yeah. Yes, you did. Fuck it like a champ. Love well, Karen, it. your birthday's coming up. We know that on March 19th. What are you going to make and make you? You know what? I've been thinking, and um, Nothing. Because it's <laughs> for my birthday. So it's for you. Is it a shot of whiskey? She had a shot of tequila and a Mexican she, hat party. Do you see how yeah. rude she is? Like, that's so rude. Like, who does that? My mom is flaying. Do not make me flaying. My mama served me flaying one year for my birthday because I told her I was trying to lose weight and you should never serve somebody flaying on their birthday. 
That's not okay. <laughs> I don't like, I have a consistency issue. So anything mm. custardy or pudding, it's like a no-go for me. So don't give me a flan. Fat-free flan. Right, I was like, Mama, what is this? this? is very sad right now. <laughs> it's so sad. So I don't know. I mean, this year, if Anne wants me to drink bourbon, I'll drink it. <laughs> I can tell you're not excited about that at all. Yeah. Hilarious. I love me some bourbon. So yeah, I'll do the bourbon thing and we'll just we'll nix the whole I mean, it's, just, it's just been a tough, it's been a tough 2022 already. So oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, we're we're just we're struggling to get just one foot in, into the next day. So we I really just, are. I really don't want to push it. I hear you. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, really don't, don't, you know, stress each other out. Just drink. I know. And it's so much more fun Amen. when we drink. I could give a crap what that dog does when I'm drinking good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's the solution. So it was Karen that needed the chill pill all along. Not the dog. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you two so much for being here with us today. And yes. please um, tell us a little bit about your podcast and, and give it, an, I know we talked about it at the beginning, but um, please feel free to plug, um, plug the podcast and all your social media and, and everything like that. Yeah. Where can so, people listen to you? Yeah. The name of our podcast is Sugar-Coated Murder. We talk about true crime, and uh, while we're talking about true crime, we bake. So, um, and we're we're sisters, and sometimes we, <laughs> and we laugh. And our dog Trout, my dog Trout, likes to be part of the podcast. So <laughs> you'll, you'll hear him add his two cents in, and they're getting an experience of that right now. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's yes. a little preview. <laughs> so um, that's us, Sugarcoated Murder Podcast. And our social media is we have fan group page on Facebook that you can ask nice. to join. And we accept everybody because we don't ever have enough friends. So we will accept <laughs> anybody. And right. we also have just a regular Facebook page that's Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. We have Instagram, and on Instagram we're at Sugar Coated Murder. And on Twitter, we're at Sugar Murder. Because I, I might nice. not have typed it right when I typed in our Twitter <laughs> things. It's fine. It's fine. So if anybody wants to email us, they can email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Okay. And we're on a new network called Believe, which is B-L-E-A-V. And you can go to cool. believe.com and type in sugarcoated murder, find our podcast, and listen directly from there as well. But we're on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all the all the places. And you can ask your Alexa to play sugarcoated murder podcast. Nice. And we have a new batch of killer vanilla ready for anybody that wants it. We sell our own handmade vanilla. Yeah, we use bourbon of and course. vanilla beans that we import from Ireland. Ireland. Wow. Yeah. And we let those vanilla beans steep in that delicious bourbon for months upon months. Yeah, until, until it's it, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> Until it passes for vanilla and not bourbon. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we sell it in little two ounce bottles and they're really cute. And we made our own label and it's called Killa Vanilla. And it's uh, $15 a bottle. It's small batch and nice. plus shipping. And you can just email us at our email address and tell us that you want some, how many bottles, and then we'll invoice you and set up shipping and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, we've got a batch ready. Yeah. 
Yum. I need to get my hands on some of that for sure. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun hanging this out. This has been amazing. Um, we love both of you so much and we absolutely love your podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you. Everyone can find us on Instagram, on the internet. We are on Instagram at friends with food pod. We're on Twitter at friends W food pod. You can like our Facebook page, check out our website at friendswithfoodpod.com. And that's where you can find all the show notes and recipes and everything like that. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, leave us some five-star reviews wherever you listen. This really helps people find us. Try out our recipes. Best, yeah. best brownie recipe ever. Just saying, um, yes. <laughs> let us know how it goes. Uh, share your pictures, tag us, use the hashtag friendswithfoodpod. Our artwork is by Chloe Ken and our original theme music is by Elliot Friesen. If you're watching along, the next episode is the one where Rachel smokes. We are your hosts. I'm Zoe. And I'm Heather. Now go find some friends. And make them some food. Yay. Thanks, guys. Yay. (laughs) Are you there? She got mad and left. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, I'm out of here. I guess she did. She did. Well, podcast over. <laughs> Job well done, ladies. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Yes. It's like, mom, and had the vapors in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, roll down the window and stop talking about it. Heather, do you have, so um, we, uh, okay. So we are now, okay. All right. Well, take seven. Let's try again. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. What would she, how would, what would she say then? If she can't, if you can't say murderers suck, what would she say? They're very bad people. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite as uh, concise. No, we don't agree with what they do. They're evil. Like she would, but it would never be like, this sucks. Right, no. right. No, never. School. I went to school in Raleigh, North Carolina. I went to college mm-hmm. there at uh, at an all-girls school called oh, Meredith wow. College. And she thought she was sending me off to this fancy finishing school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was on the five-year party plan. Yeah, yeah, the five-year. Yeah, there you go. Yep. yep. And then, let's see. Oh, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. But, um... Dang, what was I going to say? It was going to be so funny. Sorry. Sorry. We can just laugh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I appreciate that kind of support. Perfect. Okay, sorry. I was just having a piece of bread, which isn't as exciting as a brownie, but I need a snack. That's kind of sad. <laughs> it's like you're in prison or something. <laughs> it had butter and honey on it, but still, it's pretty boring. That's pretty sad. Just eating a scrap of bread and some water. Don't mind me. Oh, it's a moldy bologna and a piece of bread. <laughs> That's what I subsist on in my podcasting no, dungeon. Camera on. She's in prison. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> what if <laughs> Ep- our final episode? Not that great in solitary. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustics are terrible. Very echoey. <laughs> um, no. Not yet. We'll see. Not yet. <laughs> well, after I, uh, you know, steal a dog and go to Cher's house, uh, <laughs> no guarantees. But for now, I'm a free woman. <laughs> <laughs>
sorry. I might be punch drunk. Oh, y'all are now our best friends, whether you like it or not. Hey, I love it. If there we're in the it. same category as Hootie, Cher, and Sandy, yes, I'm right? in. Oh my gosh. Listen, when we it. show up at your door with some strange dog, just let us in. Great. <laughs> Will do. Come, Come on anytime. in. Yeah. <laughs> love it.